everybody. Welcome to the Weird World Podcast. It's the podcast about weird stuff. My name's Carrie. Oh, I'm Jack. I'm Dean. I'm Aaron. And Dean, wait, what are you going to talk about today? Something weird, but... Let's get that That was creepy. <laughs> How about an aviation mystery? I know you're probably thinking Amelia, Amelia Earhart. Nah. Ooh. Something that, that Malaysian has... No, 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 no. Those are the only two. We, we already handled that. Or we're going to handle that in the future. I'm not completely sure. I think we've already handled that. Well, but this is a different aviation mystery that has lots of strangeness around it. Lots of weirdness. Just these weird... I mean, at the end of the day, you're left with Honestly, dozens of questions about is this, what happened here. Is this a current event or an old time? Not really. It's event. not. It was kind of in between. Oh. 1975. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's considered vintage or not. Oh, that was vintage. Is that vintage really? People oh, say yeah. the 90s oh, yeah. and the early 2000s. Oh my god! Oh my god yeah, people think like 2003 is vintage. <laughs> <laughs> Afro Levine. Gosh, it's very she was, strange. The 70s is practically antique. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, oh, then this yeah. is antique by that definition. This is antique by historical mm-hmm. norms. Now it wasn't all that it's long ago. History. Yeah. It is pretty recent. So there have been many, many disappearances in the history of aviation since Cecil Grace flew his little stick-steered biplane into oblivion over the English Channel in 1910. Wow. So I'm going to talk about that. Maybe we'll do a weird bit one of these days. That was the first person to ever disappear flying an airplane. No one knows what happened to him. Huh. He fell into the English Ocean yeah. in almost yeah. dead certainty. <laughs> But I'm sure some people think he went to Atlantis or was taken by UFOs. Mm. But he wasn't. So since and then, though... He was nowhere near Bermuda, so... He was not. No, but you know what? You can just draw the map. Just get one of Trump's <laughs> Sharpies. He can make it happen. It's got reach. Yep. Mm. There have been many, many disappearances since then. But little have this, I don't know, this sense of how it's, it's tantalizingly solvable, but yet impossible at the same time as what has kind of be called the Great Mole Air Mystery. Spell mole. M-U-L-L. Okay. Okay. Mm. There's still a ton of unanswered questions about it and, and just purely unsatisfying answers. There's all, all, all kinds of theories. We'll talk about those, but none of them fit the facts. Hmm. So and there's little bizarre details, too, and little unexplainable actions around it that make this story really compelling. Even Give it that je ne sais quoi. It does. It does. <laughs> Gives it a little panache. So it, it's, it's fascinating beyond the fact that it's still unsolved to this day. So let's get started with the main person involved in the story. His name was Peter Gibbs. And we'll put a picture up because he looks exactly like he was a member of the band Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Oh, it's I thought you were going to say the Bee Gees. Me too. No, no Bee Gees association that I know of anyway shape or form, but God, honestly, if you know OMD I was gonna say, and you see this picture, you will think, well, he's, was he the bassist? What, who was he? It's for weird. the handful of listeners who know the OMD. No. All no seven of you. Yep. <laughs> that's more than you think. It really does look like a band publicity photo. So I, I guess he was ahead of his time because that photo was probably taken in the 60s. He served in World War II, the tail end, 1944-45, as the war kind of wound down. He was a RAF pilot, the Royal Air Force pilot in the 41 Squadron, oh. serving with distinction, as far as I know. He then kept up that flying skills all throughout the post-war era, mm-hmm. 
By the time in late 1975 where this takes place, he had logged over 2,000 hours of private flight time in his life. Although technically, he had recently let his pilot's license lapse. Oh. Probably has nothing to do with the story whatsoever, but he was a skilled pilot. That's important to know. How old was he? He was about 50. He was 54, about to turn 55. Wow. When this takes place. Just seems so weird. Seems so, what does? That a he, person can be alive when they're mid-50s? That's insane. That he had been <laughs> in World War II, and then he, that, I mean, 50s is young now yeah. to well, me. He was in his early <laughs> 20s Comparatively or something like that, speaking. Right? In the... Uh, yeah, in, probably. During the war. So for most of his post-war life, he was an accomplished violinist. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck well, that's it, bro. Fun. He was just a renaissance man, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. He was. He was affiliated with the Philharmonia Orchestra, starting in 1954. Hmm. And I, every, you think it'd be Philharmonic, but it was Philharmonia, I don't know, sure. in England. And then later, he was part of the prestigious London Symphony Orchestra. Mm-hmm. So he was yeah. pretty good. I bet he, like, bakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> Probably did. He had various meals. He, he, he loved Italian. He was actually very skilled at a light Italian fare. Lasagna. Uh, no, no, it's too heavy. Too heavy. He liked to cook with wine. White wine, please. Thank you. He was highly confident, almost a little bit arrogant, maybe. He was also kind of a jokester. He once released a bag of grasshoppers which Aaron would not appreciate, during a performance with the Philharmonia. So, like, he's playing violin. He brought in a bag of grasshoppers and released them. I'm not sure anybody would appreciate that. I don't think they would, actually. Another time, which now I'm thinking about it, would also probably not have been appreciated. He flew his plane. He had a private plane. And he dropped bags of flour on the London Symphony Orchestra building as a gag. He, quote, unquote, bombing them. He seems wow. like an asshole. To yeah, you sorry. Kill someone doing that. <laughs> <laughs> he's a jokester. He's a quipster. He loved to do just to do. He's a practical joker. That's annoying. Yeah. No, he's a Most dumb criminal. Almost all practical jokes are in fact annoying. I think he had some weird grudge against the symphony. Funny you say that, because <laughs> during his tenure with the orchestra, he actually got into kind of a feud with their well-known conductor, Herbert von Karajan. Hell yeah. Hmm. He was German. He was kind of this imperious conductor, and he would just, he would finish the piece, right? And then he would just sort of stalk off stage and not take any encores. And Gibbs thought this was really kind of insulting to the musicians and was not giving them their due, which he's probably Mm -hmm. right. And again, so he was German, so... But um, judging by his name, this guy's obviously a villain. (laughs) Yes, he clearly is. He's a Marvel supervillain. Yeah. So in front of the whole orchestra, after one of these incidents, he had had enough. He said, quote, I did not spend four years of my life fighting bastards like you to be insulted before our own allies as you did last evening. Hmm. Which is pretty ballsy. Yeah. But also, in hindsight, pretty stupid because at that point, his musical career was over. He was pretty much done being a... Orchestral, orchestral violinist. See, I'd give a, a pass because of the war history. Yep. No. Nope. <laughs> Maybe not a pass, but a little bit of. Here's um, backtracking rapidly. Yeah, you might want to backtrack that right Ping-pong quick. reflection. I take everything back. <laughs> I excuse no. a little bit of racism just because you had a war. He said bastards like you, meaning a German. Yes, he did. Yes, this is. Yeah, but that's not racism. Okay, close enough. 
It's the cousin. It's prejudice. It's racism and discrimination. Adjacent. Sure. Yeah. yeah, sure. But in certain circumstances, it's, it's a little Uh-oh. bit Uh-oh. black people. <laughs> Where are you going? No. Hated Germans. John Gary, McCain Gary. hated Asian people because he was in the Vietnam War. Are you going there no. too? Gary, bail no. out I'm right scared. now. My advice is to bail out right I know. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and it, You're, this is not going to end for you. Not going to end well. So eventually, uh, I'm helping you, Carrie. I'm helping you by moving on. Hey, please. We don't know what he experienced during the war. And we don't Very need to. Mom, take our take advice. Holy wow. shit. She will not back down. Yeah, I'm going to go on Joe Rogan next. Let's go. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so eventually, Peter Gibbs drifted into real estate. And by the mid-1970s, when our story takes place, he was a partner and the managing director of Gibbs and Ray. And this was a property management company. They did real estate investments, things like that. Got it. And as I mentioned, by late 1975... He was 54. He would turn 55 on the day after Christmas. Boxing Day to our friends in England mm-hmm. and wherever else they have Boxing Day. Gibbs had a girlfriend at this time. Her name was Felicity Granger. She either was or had been a university lecturer at this time. There's a difference. That some people say she was no longer, but some people say she still was. And she was 32 years old, so it's quite a bit younger than he was. Hmm. Carrie, that's a little bit of approbation there in that, in that hmm. Did, I, did you guys detect that? Hmm. I definitely, yeah. That's all I right. don't care. Yeah, it sounds like a little bit dip. <laughs> so in December 1975, Gibbs invited Granger to go to the Isle of Mole with him. Mole, since you're asking, is an island that sits just a few miles off the western coast of Scotland. It's one of the inner Hebrides, I think I'm going to ask that right. Not the outer Hebrides, which are islands a little further away. Things like, you've heard of the Isle of Skye? Yeah. That's one of these. And it's the second, Isle of Skye is the biggest one. Isle of Mole is the second biggest one. It's 338 square miles. So it's a, is it's a big Isle island. of White one of these? No. Where's oh. Isle of Man? Also uh, yeah. not there. Only one Another. I've heard of. <laughs> Where is Wahoo? Where is Hawaii? <laughs> Prince Edward Island. Prince Edward Island. Very, very different. That's the outer, outer, outer Hebrews. <laughs> 338 miles, by the way, is 878 square kilometers for our friends everywhere else. To the east and north of the Isle of Mole is the Mole Sound. And basically, this is it separates the island from the mainland. And this is at the oceanic outlet of the Caledonian Canal, which is kind of a, if you look at a map of, of Scotland, you see what I'm talking about. Caledonian Canal. It's a whole system. It includes Loch Ness, by the way, and other locks. Ooh. It's just, you'll see it. It's a big scar that seems to go right through the middle of Scotland, going from southwest to northeast. East. Look at the map. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. This is at the southwest end of that. That's where Mole is. Just trying to orient you. Thanks. Okay. It took you four minutes to orient <laughs> us did. on a map. But I'm not done with Mole. Mole is sparsely populated with only about 3,000 people by 2020. It probably didn't have much different in 1975 because it's not growing very fast. I was going to say the geography section was over, but it's clearly it's not. That, now we're into the demography <laughs> section. Yes. So the, they make wool and they also make whiskey. They have a few castles. They have a growing tourism sector, by the way, hmm. which actually does a little bit play into because he was on this thing kind of for that. You'll, you'll, I'll explain that in a minute. And it's kind of a, it's a mountainous. This is important too now. It's a hilly kind of mountainous. It's got, you know, lo- think lots of green moorland, but also accentuated by lots of hills. And even in, in toward the middle, there's a, a, a mountain called Ben Moore that is 3,169, 966 meters high. So, you know. Pretty, and and that, that mountainous terrain will play a, a little role in some of the explanations or potential explanations. 
And the coastline is very jagged and rocky and lots of cliffs and things like that. Yeah, okay? should be. Also important. Yeah, it really should, actually. Yeah. So, Dramatic. Gibbs yeah. and Granger are staying at a place called the Glenforsa Hotel. It sits on the northern part of Mole and is right on the water. Right? Wait, I is, mean, is Granger Felicity? Yes, Felicity okay. Granger. Sorry, Peter Gibbs and Felicity Granger. Felicity Granger, by the way, was she in Harry Potter? I think she somehow she seems like she should have been. So the trip, by the way, was not just play, it was also really work. Gibbs was going to inspect some property on the Isle of Skye, which is like 100 miles, maybe less than 100 miles to the north. And his company was considering investing in a hotel there, possibly even developing a hotel there. As we'll find out, he was thinking about developing a hotel with a runway next to it. Which may have been why he was staying mm. at Glenforsa, because Glenforsa had exactly that. Glenforsa was his hotel, with right outside was an airstrip. Oh, damn. So it's December 23rd, 1975. He rents a Cessna 150 two seater from a guy in Oban, which is a town right ac- in Scotland, right across on the mainland, across the ocean there. And he and Granger take off from an airfield just outside of Oban, and they take like maybe a 10 minute flight. It's very close onto the airstrip right in front of the hotel called Glenforsa on Mole. So the next day is Christmas Eve. He and Granger go about their business. They do fly off to Sky. They look at some of the property from the air, apparently. They get back late afternoon to Mole and to the hotel. So they have a nice dinner that night. Very nice at the hotel restaurant. Nice mm-hmm. meal. Maybe something, maybe some light Italian fare mm-hmm. with some white wine sauce. Probably, probably some haggis. Did not have haggis as far as I know. Scotch egg. Mm-hmm. Maybe some scotch egg, some haggis. Sounds like some stereotyping going mm-hmm. on here. That's what I think. They probably had burgers. So they also had a bottle of claret, which we call... Uh, red wine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. We call it burgundy. Oh. In England, they call it claret. And, and depending on the source, they may also have had a little bit of whiskey. <laughs> but he was not drunk. He was sober. That's important. So then out of nowhere, okay, so they're having this, it's, it's like 9 o'clock at night, completely dark. This is December. Mm-hmm. Been dark for a long time. Out of nowhere, Gibbs, they finish the meal, and Gibbs just says, you know what? I'm going to take a little flight. I'm going to go on a little run up in the air. I won't be going long. I'm just going to pop up, spin around in a circuit. I'll be right back. This is safe. Why? Great question, Gary. We'll get People are weird. It might seem odd, but remember... Gibbs was a skilled pilot. He had flown them, after all, from Mole, or to Mole, and he had rented that plane, so the plane was right outside the hotel. It was parked right outside the hotel, almost like a car. This airfield was right there. This airfield, by the way, was built in 1965, so it wasn't that old, and it was basically there to serve as emergency medical airfield uh, for that sort of part of the island. Mm -hmm. And Hmm. it also could accommodate small, fixed-winged planes like his Cessna. Yeah. I mean, I guess... If that's your thing, yeah, it's fun, exactly. and you do mm. that for fun. Like for cars, like people who just like to go out on a go drive, from, yeah. which is like, girl, what? Well, yeah. there's too much risk of death. Yeah. Well, if you thought, I'm talking to our listeners now, I think, because because if you thought that his decision to fly a plane was weird, you were right. Okay, it's nine oh. o'clock at night. He has no apparent preparation or planning. The night was pitch black. There's barely a sliver moon. The airstrip outside the hotel 
had no control tower, no landing beacons, no radar. It's just a little runway used for very small planes on a limited basis. More importantly, this little airfield was not equipped with any lights whatsoever. It well, was what? no nighttime flying. That sounds In like a design flaw. No, it wasn't meant for that. It's meant for like some occasional what tourists. What if you have and an emergency at night? They actually had a couple of emergencies at night, and they had <laughs> lit up the... Um, Did you the, put up candles? No, they put up uh, headlights. Oh, Lord. They lit up the, uh, with, car, with multiple car headlights to try to light the airfield to, to give a reference point to take off and then go to somewhere not to, not, and not to return at night, though. Yeah. And mm, yeah. It, had, it was illegal, in fact, to fly at night from oh. this airstrip. It was, it, it was for daytime visual flying only. This was insanely dangerous. Yeah. Scotland, right? Yes, Scotland. Because I know in America, at least, you have to submit flight plans yes. before you can fly. He did. He did. And basically, it said, I'm going to make a right, make another right. He's going to basically fly around like a five-minute flight, literally a five-minute flight. It's called a circuit. That you fly around the runway and back again from the other side. That's all he was going to do. And, but So he told somebody who was doing this. He did. Somebody official. Yes. Well, this, at the hotel. How come they didn't say, uh, no, you're not. It's not legal. Yeah. Night, night, night. They did. So, okay. And there's one more th- reason of why it was crazy. There was a storm on the way. Oh, and oh, he knew a bad storm. Hmm, okay. Expected freezing rain was coming soon. On its, it was on its way. He knew full well. So he goes upstairs, gives, goes upstairs, and he changes in, into his flying gear. And he comes back down to the bar. <laughs> and he tells the hotel staff, I'm going to go on this flight. And they said, you're insane. And they desperately tried to dissuade him uh-huh. from going up in the air. Granger, too, by the way, was saying, this is a dumb idea. Was he, his flight gear a leather bomber jacket and goggles? I have to assume it was. <laughs> and a red scarf. And big boots and probably yeah. a scarf of some sort. Yes, for sure. I, I, I'm sure. John Purse. Some John Purse, absolutely. He, by the way, he pulled it off. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a handsome man. He ignored their pleadings. His, he got his back up. He says, nope, I'm going to go do it with or without your help, you know, hotel staff. He said, again, I'm going to do this little circuit. I'll be gone like five minutes. He said, I want to check if night flying is possible from these kinds of, from the island. And that, that seems kind of weird. But he didn't tell the staff this, but he had told apparently Granger this or his partners. Apparently, something about they were thinking about investing in a hotel that had some kind of an airstrip. And so he was sort of going to test, is it possible to take off at night from these little airstrips in the Hebrides Islands. Yeah. That was the ostensibly the idea. Well, I imagine it would be if you had proper equipment. Yeah, yeah. which this airport, did airport not. you shouldn't even call yeah. it that, this, this no. runway did not. Yeah. I mean, it's literally, think, it's literally a runway a on a runway. flat in front of the hotel. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Finally, Gibbs was done with the conversation. He was sick of them trying to talk him out of it. He said, quote, I'm not asking permission. I just thought it was courtesy to let you know I don't want to fuss. Oh, okay. There was definitely going to be a fuss. <laughs> so Gibbs and Granger head out, and it's 9.30 now. Again, the night was clear so still. The storm was on the way, but it was just as dark as the hotel staff had warned him it was. It was yeah. again, almost no moon whatsoever. It was absolutely pitch black. Oof. The airfield was basically just this kind of wide, cleared path on that flat field in front of the hotel. The hotel, by the way, is sort of nestled, you know, think uh, ocean with cliffs, then runway, mm-hmm. then hotel, and behind hotel is kind of little cops of trees. Behind that is a little, little kind of a rise, and behind that, in turn, is a, is a steeper hill. 
Sounds like a great setting for a horror movie. It is a very good setting for that. It's a, it's a nice, you know, nice yeah. place for a hotel too. So no lights. He he had to have known for a while that the runway would be basically invisible in the black once he got airborne. Yeah. He says no problem. He says, "Hey, Felicity, here's two powerful torches. Yeah. What we call flashlights." here in the US of A. And he says, go out to the end of the r- runway and either hold them or put them down. And that'll be my reference point for I know where the end of the runway is and I can take off. Oh, God. And it's not clear whether she held them, like, you know. Waving them. Yeah, yeah waving them or if she put them down. Different sources say different things. Felicity, you put them down and you get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Felicity. she was standing where he'd take, be no, like above yeah. her. I right. can't imagine that. Was, yeah. He just wanted it to be at the end of the runway and maybe there to the, whatever, the left or right and he would know, mm-hmm. you know, right. where, where the end was and he had to be airborne by then. And that was going to be his reference for landing as well? Yeah. Uh, pr- presumably so. Doesn't seem like she that's just to enough. stay out there and wait for him. Doesn't at all, Yeah, does it? well, five minutes, right? Yeah. So she stood at the end. He taxied her over to the end of the runway and then, you know, said, okay, put him down. Either put him down or hold him. And then he taxied back to the starting point and he gets ready. And then he, here, here's one of the many puzzles, by the way, that first pops up. And that's this. Some witnesses at the hotel said that there were two sets of flashlights out there. They huh. saw Granger's holding a couple of flashlights near her, a foot apart, Mm -hmm. and then they saw another set completely separate. Oh, completely separate. Completely separate. Different flashlights had to have been held by a different person. Granger's out Mm -hmm. there. It's just a flat airstrip. She said and would always say that she was alone out there. There was absolutely no one else out there. But Mm -hmm. multiple witnesses said they saw someone else out there. Oh, Mm -hmm. multiple witnesses. Odd. From the hotel. From right there. From inside the hotel? From inside the hotel. Was yeah. it foggy or anything? There's also a chalet. There's some chalets. Yeah, I was going to say. It, or, or maybe she was moving around. That's and true. That yeah. For multiple, it's possible they're yeah. mistaken, but it is Or, well, maybe the two close together. Well, you, you, did they see her holding the flashlights or just like two lights in the distance? Yeah. Pers- well, they saw like- two sets of flashlights. Mm-hmm. More, not within this uh, one body. So it had to have yeah. been two people. Okay. They can't tell which one was her and which one wasn't, but yeah. they could tell they saw two separate sets of like, flashlights. So one can't be a car. Like two of the flashlights can't just be two headlights on a car. Presumably, yeah. Hmm. I would think they'd, they'd notice the difference. They'd be able to tell that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe someone was out taking a walk. Possibly. With yeah. Possibly. With yeah. two flashlights? Presumably? Yeah. I, 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 okay. Sure. A, okay. a husband and a wife? The, uh, that's true. Literally Each. you guys yeah. later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so he revs up the plane and he... We'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later also, but he, he, he warms up the plane for quite a while and he takes off into the night. He soars into the night sky. The plane is heading kind of, he heads kind of north for just a, a second and he banks to the right, which is east, sort of toward the mainland or toward the, the eastern end of the island, right? And that's it. Granger loses sight of his running lights and he effectively has disappeared from view. Mm-hmm. The, so the takeoff is perfect. Another witness said, I, I was watching, I had binoculars, I was listening, sounded great, takeoff was flawless. If the takeoff was great, it was the landing where Gibbs had problems. As in, there wasn't one. There was never a landing. Peter Gibbs was never seen alive again. Oops. Hmm. You go? So, <laughs> that is the question. Still is. After heading east, okay, he get, he's, goes into the air. He's going north, off the island, which, which he must have turned, because the, the runway looks to me on the map to be uh, running east to west. So he must have made a quick turn north to go over the sound, the water, and then he made a right turn to go east. 
he would have then banked right again to go south to do that, that circuit, you know, the circuit around the runway. Yeah. Uh, kind, of, kind of a clockwise circuit. And as I mentioned, Granger lost the running light, so he disappears. So she never saw any kind of another turn. And there she is, left alone in the freezing night to wait for the buzz of his engine to indicate his return. And she waited and waited and waited. By 10 p.m., she got a little worried because so five hour? minutes had turned to half an hour. Wow. Half oh, an hour. Half they, an hour. They, okay. they were out there about 9.30. So she was pretty worried by, by this time. She'd seen no sight of the plane. She had not heard anything. And the wind now was starting to whip up. And the weather was really coming in. So she left her post there. Remember, she's, she presumably left her, her Flashlight. flashlights behind to yeah. be a signal. But she rushed to the hotel to tell the staff, said, okay, he hasn't come back. I'm worried we should do something, which is what she did. And this is about 10 p.m., so almost right away, the staff you know, looked out there, uh, confirmed what she was talking about, and then they called the police immediately. And, you know, there's not the, the mole police, the local police. Right. Not much they could do, but they did everything they could. They came right over. They were there very quickly, and they sort of checked around the runway, didn't see anything there. <laughs> Sources I read said they checked his flight path to kind of go out to where maybe they might see him or he could have crashed. So they right. headed to you know the east for one bank and then to the south. So they, they did send police officers out to various points on the island. They thought he might have overflown or mm-hmm. flown and, and see if they can find. And they found absolutely nothing whatsoever. It was pitch black again. So they said, let's you know drop everything until it's light. Right. So they go to bed. They said, meet back here at dawn. The next day was Christmas Day. This oh. would have been his 55th birthday. Granger. His birthday was the day after Christmas. No, the, the flight started on Christmas Eve. So, Chris, oh, you're right. I think. So you maybe did his, say it was Boxing yeah, Day. Yeah, either his birthday. You know what? I'm not positive. His birthday was either Christmas or Boxing Day. Okay. I'm not positive. We'll so, he's, he's almost 55 here, or would, would never actually probably reach 55. In the morning, you know, Felicity Granger gets up, and he still hasn't returned. So, now the big guns come out. The police call regional and even national authorities, and they start a massive search. Wow. The RAF got involved. The Royal Air Force got involved and sent out search planes. One of our own. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Uh, Naval Air Service sent out helicopters to check over the island and all the perimeters over the island. The Navy came out and helped. They, they sent out ships with sonar equipment to scan the seafloor around Mole. All for one white dude? For one white guy. Well. Hundreds. <laughs> Are you shocked? Hundreds of volunteers came out to searching. And also a, a police mountain rescue unit came out as well. And they checked. I mean, Damn. they every speck of Mole they checked. You know what and they're supposed to do? They're supposed to say, how old is he? Oh, you know, adults can decide to, to disappear and not come back <laughs> yeah. if they want to. Not when you fly off in a Maybe plane. Maybe he just was mad at you, Felicity. Well, and he was off in a plane. He could have <laughs> yeah. just said, oh, I'm just going to be right back. Yeah. I'm going to France. Carrie's jaded. Carrie's yeah. angry. She's angry well, and jaded. Well. Well, they didn't. Well. And they Why? Because he's in an airplane. It's any different than, it's, you know, the random 16-year-old who doesn't come home from the school. obvious deduction is that he, he I understand. I'm making a point. <laughs> She's embittered. So they even searched surrounding islands and surrounding islets, you know, just to check. Hey, maybe he got into another island. There's a lot of little tiny rocky outcroppings. I mean, they checked everywhere they could possibly check. 
everything led to nothing. The search may have been a little bit hampered because the rainstorm came in, the sleet and rain came in. Yeah. By the way, I'll buy, I, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, by about 10 o'clock, shortly after Felicity came in, it was sleeting. Oh, wow. So the weather, the weather was terrible almost immediately. Yeah. That could have hampered the search efforts because it lasted for three days. Yeah. Rain lasted for three days, but still, it was incredibly thorough. They did not find a scrap of debris. They didn't even find like an oil slick in the water or let alone a floating body or something Damn. like that. See, he did a runner. Well, they <laughs> found nothing to give them any idea where Gibbs or Snesta had gone to. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Do we know the range of his plane, how far he could have gone um, on yes. the amount of well, fuel he had? Well, for sure he could have gone at least 100 miles, because I know, or, or more than that, because he flew to the Isle of Skye and back the day before. Yeah. So I don't know exactly. The Cessnas have a, a different range. I think it's like a, a couple hundred miles, though. Yeah. So, yeah. So he, he could, could have gone to France? Actually, he, I think he could have, yeah. Maybe. This is on the other side. Maybe that's the western side of Scotland. So he would have to fly all across the British he Isle. And then on to France. It's possible. He can do it. I don't know why, why, why you pick on France. Could have gone to Ireland, no, for instance? I just thought of like a close destination. Oh, okay. That's like nice. Okay. You might want to go there if you try to get away. <laughs> go to Burgundy or Claret. No. <laughs> Look at me go. I know. I'm kidding. Mine's Claret. Nice. I think Nice is probably too far. He could have refueled, though. Carrie's thing, you think for the movies? Yeah. For the movie? Yeah. Okay. After two weeks, they called off the search and they said basically they gave up Gibbs as lost. Yeah. Yeah. Worry. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, we'll cut that out. About four months later, the worry over Gibbs's fate turned to weird. Oh. How you say? How you ask? On April twenty first <laughs> of nineteen seventy six, four months after Gibbs disappeared, a shepherd on mole named Donald McKinnon spotted something on a rocky, grassy hillside, very near Glenforsa, about a mile away from the hotel Glenforsa. Oh wow! Oh, what the heck? That's it. Yeah, he looked up on up to this hillside and he saw a body. Ooh. Ooh. Just uh. the body was in plain view. What? It was again about four hundred feet up this hill that overlooked the Penny Gown Cemetery. Oh, wow! Oh. It stood out clearly <laughs> against the green, lying in a full stretch over a large log. So, but you look to your left or whatever, and boom! You just instantly see a body up a hill. Okay. Had Mister Shepherd McKinnon been in this area in the last four months, or is this? We'll get to that. His first excursion. But yes, okay. he had. <laughs> okay. And so had lots of other people. It was indeed Peter Gibbs. It was the body of Peter Gibbs. Huh. He Petey. was wearing the exact same outfit mm-hmm. and boots he had worn boots. the night of his disappearance, which was, Carrie? A uh, leather red bomber jacket, red scarf, goggles. And, and, and thick-ass heavy little, boots. Funny little cap they wear. Little cap. Got to have a little cap. Funny little cap. Funny little cap. Aviator cap. Yep. So this is great, right? Mystery solved. Um, not so much. Ni- mystery just started. Yeah. And mystery got much, yeah. much worse, actually. Not unless there's an airplane nearby. I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> there was no airplane. Literally, just you look up a hill, and there's a body laying there. Huh. Hmm. Expound. <gasps> not, only, there. not only was the body in plain view on this small island, but as Carrie asked, the hill had been exhaustively searched yeah. in the days following Gibbs' disappearance. McKinnon, the shepherd himself, said, I 
have p- passed this spot multiple times, mm-hmm. and I've seen that exact spot. There's absolutely no way I would not have noticed it had it been here all these huh. four months. I'm dead certain of it. He'd swear to that. And four months is four a long months. time for a body to be outside. Very long time, yeah. So if it was there the whole time, baby, she's not skeleton, but well, yeah, it's out. puddle time. You'll see. Water it's goo time. Uh-oh. Not water spout. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is not a fish, Gary. Not a palm-sized fish, Gary. Big water spout. The biggest. Yeah, all right. <laughs> there are other farmers and shepherds, by the way, in the immediate area who said the same thing. Yeah, I've passed by that hill. I've looked at that hillside. No one was there. Huh. There was no body there. That's my favorite hillside. <laughs> I would know. Yeah. I love that hillside. There's absolutely no way. At the end of the day, authorities and the locals were absolutely sure that there's no way that body could have been there for four months. Who did it? Not a chance. So what happened? The first supposition was that Gibbs must have crashed into the ocean, very near Mall, and then struggled on the shore and then walked inland and up a hill to lie down and die. That's what they first thought. They thought, okay, yeah. why is this plane not there? Why do we have a body in the hill? Forget the fact that it wasn't, it wasn't seen for four months. Let's try to explain okay. how that body gets to that hill without, yeah. a, without a plane. So they thought he had to have crashed. He must have crashed into the water nearby and somehow made his way there. No. The problem with that is that it's even dumber than it sounds. Yes. And I'll tell you why. To get from... The sea to where the body was found, Gibbs would have had to first survive the crash. Very difficult. Then he has to swim to shore in very cold water, yeah. seven degrees Celsius. Oh, no. And in essentially the middle of the night. Or, yes. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Very dark, very cold. Yeah. Rain Would have been raining by then, if, if not sleeting. The, the coastline, as you know, is kind of rocky and treacherous. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when you, if you do get to shore... There's a steep cliff you'd have to yep. climb yeah. to get onto dry land. My God. Then, to get to the hill, he would have to walk right over and ignore the main road to the hotel. And this is not some little country track. This is a two-lane paved asphalt road, yeah. which leads directly to the hotel a mile away. Which is where he would want to go. Which is exactly where he would want to go. And he would know that. And, yeah. Unless he was... Injured and yes, yeah. okay. So he's badly injured. He's at the end of his rope. So he walks up a pretty steep, rocky hill, four hundred feet to lay down and die of exposure. No, baby, no, no. I don't know. No, 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 no. Also, they conducted tests on his boots and his clothes, and they found no indication whatsoever it, they had ever been in salt water. Uh, okay. You can tell. So it looked like he had not been in the ocean. Hmm. Some people thought, well, we can bypass all of that impossibility by saying he just jumped or fell out of the moving plane over the hill and landed there. That was my first thought, to be honest, because that easily explains why there's no plane, but there's still the problem of the time. We'll get into that in a second. But he had told Granger that she needn't worry. He said, quote, if everything went wrong, he would throttle right back and jump to safety meaning he would literally go low and slow and jump out. Okay, how slow can you go and still be flying? How low low, can you go? First of all, good (laughs) rhyme there, Karen, I'm going to say that. And second of all, yeah, that's a great question. So No parachute? Just like... No parachute, yeah. I mean, there's no parachute found with him. Did he he hide it and and die? So a key wrinkle in this theory is that Gibbs' body had none of the serious injuries that any kind of a fall should have caused. He had, this is it, he had a three-inch small cut on a leg. That's it. Otherwise, Mm. his body was pristine. Yeah. That sounds weird. Nothing. No broken bones, no nothing. Not even even serious, you know, contusions, something like that. Well, yeah, and I mean, his 
boots would be scuffed up and he'd probably his, have a hole in the knee of his yeah. pants and you know and his you, cute little scarf would be totally ruined yes. would be, yeah and the goggles would rake almost uh-huh. certainly that oh, he yeah. must have had on which he actually probably did mm-hmm. so could he have been flying low enough to avoid serious impact injuries I, I don't know that i mean that would mean flying very low and remember i mentioned earlier about the geography that you guys made fun of this is a very hilly mountainous island yeah to to fly really low over that kind of island in the pitch black dark is to invite right. a, yeah. immediate death because you're going to run into a hill. Or yeah. yeah. And even then, the plane would have to be going fast enough to stay aloft. Right. I don't know exactly what that is, but that's got to be a decent rate of speed. Imagine yeah. if you yes. jump out of a car yeah. at, I, I don't know, I'm making this up, 80 miles an hour, you're going to be badly, badly hurt. A plane, yeah. what is the lowest? Are you I don't know. Dead. Yeah. What is the lowest plane? 10 miles an get? hour, you'd be so, hurt. So yeah. it's not like Wiley e. Coyote. Or yeah. You can't no. just uh-huh. literally jump out and be you fine know. because you're yeah. only 10 feet over the ground, whatever that no, is. So yeah, your no, body no. is still yes. going that whatever that plane was going. And then immediately, as soon as you stop, Baby, all that momentum gets mm-hmm. transferred to your internal organs, yeah. and they get smashed. Get ready, and and that wasn't the cause of death. I'll tell you in a second. Oh, yeah. So and, and so so that's to avoid major impact injuries is seems ludicrous to me. Also, mm-hmm. you, you then have the question of this oddly unbattered body lying on a hillside to be unseen for four months that yeah. is crossed by people yeah. all the time. So, nope. and not so not only was the the body not badly injured from any kind of a fall whether it was on land or sea, it was in actually weirdly good shape. It was little decomposition. And there was no sign of scavenging. And locals on the island said, impossible. Any kind of body, they've had cows and sheep and whatever die, and it gets scavenged almost in a a day or two. For sure, there would have been scavenging. They probably even would have broken up the bones and and strewn the the body around the area for four months. Just no chance it would have been scavenged had it been there the whole time. Seems to me, it seems very conclusive the body had not been there for four months. I oh, agree. sure. And yeah. not probably, probably a day. Yeah. Even him n- maybe not being dead <laughs> until soon uh, before he was. They found. did do an autopsy. Yeah. And the autopsy came to the conclusion that he had indeed been dead for four oh, months. Oh, really? So oh, somebody was okay. preserving his That's body? That's what it seems like. Jesus. Um, maybe not somebody, but somehow his body got somehow, preserved. Somehow, yeah. They did toxicology test, and that showed <sighs> no, like, you know, poison or preservatives or anything weird. Nothing yeah. Nothing showed up on those. Ultimately, the coroner was essentially forced to conclude that Gibbs had died of exposure. That's the only thing. So it wasn't in yeah. massive internal injuries. Again, tox screen showed nothing. He died as far as they can tell. He froze to death on the hillside. Which cold would? Absolutely. Yeah. It makes zero right. sense yeah. under the, the surrounding circumstances. And then, okay, where was the plane? Yeah. yeah. An exhaustive search had turned up nothing. Sonar, pl- air, fixed ring aircraft, helicopters, everybody out looking. As, as I mentioned, hundreds of volunteers, they had turned up not a ripple of evidence of where the plane was. It's kind of big, you can't miss it. Yeah, it, it really is. So how could Gibbs have got on the island, separated from the plane? It, it made no sense whatsoever. Nothing made sense. So that's kind of where it sat, this baffling conundrum for 11 years. Nothing else happened after the body was found. Then, in September of 1986, a scallop diver named George <laughs> Foster, local on Mole. Those good scallop divers. He's out diving for scallops. They find the best shit. I'm not, not a big just fan of scallops. scallops, personally. That's just me. That Well, well. shit. Fuck this scallop <laughs> diver's whole career, then. That's oh my what I'm saying, yes. At 100 feet down, he spotted a small red and white airplane. 
Ugh. Oh. That he thought was a Cessna. That's a nightmare. It was on the ocean floor about 300 to 500 meters off the coast of Mole, not too far from where Glen Forso's runway is. Ooh. By the way, now I'll, I'm saying this as an aside, if any of you listeners look into this on your own, because there is, most of the sources don't say George Foster found this. They, they cite these two clam diver brothers named Richard and John Grieve. <laughs> True story. What? Everything cites these two clam diver brothers as having found this, this plane off the island of Mole. And, but they weren't the ones. What is the truth? I, 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 George? George Foster was the truth. I, one of the sources I read that I trust the most said he, he's, he had the contemporaneous newspaper reports. Oh. And this mistake huh. of the Greaves got, got tied up in that fairly early on because they were local divers and they commented and talked about it to the mm. local media, but they didn't ever claim that they were the ones who found it. It was George Foster, uh, scout yeah. diver, who found it. So just be aware no. of that. Also, huh. by the way, one, one of the sources I read had the plane being found off of Oban over by the Scottish mainland you know, what, miles away from Mole, that also was a mistake. I think that mistake comes from, I found an article from 2004 where the, like this mapping ships did indeed find a plane off near Oban mm-hmm. that they, oh, it was a Cessna and pe- people were speculating, but it wasn't the-, the Different plane. The, a different plane, yeah. So there Deeper is some confusion guy. in this story, just FYI. But it was George Foster, the scallop diver, yeah. who found this plane. Justice so, for George. Yeah, so I'm trying, I'm trying to set this, the record right here, people. So let's go back to the story back in Mole, where in 1986, he sees this plane. It looks to him to be red and white. He's deep enough where I kind of question the color. I'm not sure how well you can see color down that deep. Maybe they have crystal Great clear question, waters Dean. there. I don't, know the, I don't know the answer to that. The in, your intuition is very correct. Do they have flash photography? Yeah, he did have photography. There. Maybe he had a light with him. He, uh, he must have. You know, he probably did. He, I, I'm sure he did. Okay, let's go with that. Carrie that, seems angry. Yeah, it is my nightmare. So, <laughs> and yes. the plane was a Cessna. And to top it off, all off, Foster said he could read the tail registration number on the tail. And it was oh. indeed G-A-V-T-N. And yes, you guessed it. That is the registration number of Gibbs's rented Cessna. He can hmm. read. Yes. Oh, so Get a man who can read. He's checking out the plane. <laughs> he's a local. He, he obviously would have known about the whole story. So he sees no one in the cockpit. So mm. There's no, you know, skeleton with the scarf trailing yeah. upward and that kind of thing. Like in SpongeBob. That's what I was thinking of. There was a little hat. There on. is. Uh, it did, however, appear as though both wings had been shorn off. Oh. And one of the landing wheels had also been just like ripped off as if impact with water. Okay, mm. I was going to say, yeah, that is that, that consistent with there. impact with water. I think so. And there's also. Yeah. Sense. And the, the windshield was basically almost gone. It's a gaping oh. hole yeah. in, the, in the windshield. The engine had even been torn free, and he actually found that some distance away on the seafloor as well. Damn. So it seemed as if the plane Wait. had slammed into the sea, to him at least. Strangely, though, Foster said he checked, and he found both cockpit doors were locked from the inside. Hmm. If this is true, how did Gibbs get out of the plane? Hmm. Or did, he, did he swim or... After but impact, did he survive and get out through that hole in the windshield, possibly? You said earlier that he was His, shown to not yeah. have any contact with seawater. That's His clothes and boots. That's one of the many, yeah. many, many questions. Confusion. So, Unless huh. one of those is wrong. But Maybe he knows. kicked out the windshield mid-flight and jumped out and he would have had to tucked and rolled. I'm as not, opposed I'm to being, unlocking the door I, and jumping out. Uh, the whole, I mean, yeah, there is this idea that he bailed out. Well, if that's true, why were the doors locked? Yeah. So... 
They didn't have ejection seats back then, did they? Probably no, not, in not, not in a Cessna. Yeah. And then, uh, and they had them in, in military planes, yes. Yeah, but well, then if they did have them, they would have also had a fucking parachute. Yeah, he didn't have a parachute. He, so okay, then then he then he swims back, you know, and, and does the whole thing that Is we. This- Gonna this be an alien thing? No, I hope not. Maybe. <laughs> what? So yeah, this is the time that we're gonna we're gonna divulge the secret, this guys. This is the one time we've been holding it until this one until the mole mystery. We've been waiting for it to be true. <laughs> Foster reported his finding to the authorities, but then there's another wrinkle. He is never able to find the wreck again. Oh. He cannot refind it. Whoa. He did okay, take some pictures. Then. To oh, corroborate, he did, he did take some pictures, but everybody who's looked at those pictures says, I'm not even 100% sure that's a plane, let alone that's a Cessna 150 that's red and white. <sighs> okay, I'm sorry, again? George. Dang, you made us. This is 1986, 11 years oh, ago. Oh, when did he find... Well, oh, I was going to say, drop a most pin on people, your Apple Maps, bro. <laughs> gives you longitude, latitude. <laughs> most people who know this guy say he's a normal, sedate guy. Almost no one said we think he's lying. At worst, mm. they think he may have made a mistake. Or he was mm. telling the truth, and this is real. They just couldn't find it, which is not impossible. Yeah, it you is don't, the you ocean. Don't, yeah, it's the ocean. You're not like... Yeah. You're not dropping in Apple pins But this there, is his so. job. He knows where he goes looking for scallops, I would think. Roughly, but then... Really? There's a range where you go, but you don't go to the exact same latitude and longitude every single time. this bit of water looks familiar. (laughs) 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 See the wave ripple? That's where it was. How far out was it? 300 to 500 meters. It's a long way out. Okay, so he's taking a boat out there, right? And then diving from the boat. Oh, yes, yes. You can't do a buoy. This sounds very unsafe. There's no mean? buddy system of scallop diving. That's your takeaway is to yeah, worry about whether George yeah. is... Yeah, yeah, dudes go out there and dive. Yeah. yeah. Shit. yeah have you Pacific North, Deadliest Catch. The they made a whole yeah. show about it. I've never yes, watched Carrie. that. Yes, Carrie. I've never heard of that show, but yes, Carrie. Hmm. Yes, he was alone. Sounds irresponsible. Okay. But you believe him? No. I don't know if I do or not, to be honest, but, but it's possible. So you're saying he was irresponsible and a goddamn liar. So you're bad-mouthing. You're slandering George Foster. First, he's That's been cool. lied That's about and not given credit all yeah, these years, and now and mom now is insulting his very name. You're just making it worse. <laughs> this is two holes. He, he wasn't lied about. He, yes, he was, was not given credit. He was not given credit. Every source but oh, one gives oh, the, oh. These, gr- these, these clam yeah. divers credit. Okay, source for what? His lies? Yeah, we don't, we don't know I that he actually found it. More answers than anybody else has ever given us. That's for damn sure, Mr. Here's the thing. It would have been... A matter of public record, the the color and tail. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, markings you're right. or whatever it's called. All, the color, the the registration mm-hmm. number, all of that would have been public for sure. Yeah, sure. He could have known everything. Yeah. Yeah, you're guess. right. No, he could have absolutely made us up for sure. Yeah. Regardless, this tantalizing clue, the first thing that happened in 11 years was actually no real help at all. You, if you can find the plane, maybe even bring it up and inspect it, maybe you can find out something. Yeah. Uh, but that appears, and this, that now 2022, and that it still has never been found. Yeah. Mm. So what we're left with is just a ton. What if it gets found next week? That'd be phenomenal. <laughs> we'll do an update. That would date. If it gets found, we'll definitely update. So did you set a Google alert? So I they, did not, oh, but I feel like mistake. I'll hear about it. Okay. okay. Sources right. I check. I think I'll know about it. <laughs> so we have a ton of questions. I'll, I'll just, I'm going to rattle off questions here. We can start with why did Gibbs really go to Mole? Was that whole olive sky thing kind of a ruse? The reason I'm asking that is because there are theories that say that Gibbs was up to something no good. Mm-hmm. When we get to theories, I'll, I'll talk about that. Something clandestine, right? So okay. start with that question. Clandestine? 
something illegal, possibly, yes. Okay. Or at least something very secret, right? Something you had to lie about. We don't know. How did Gibbs think he could safely, quote unquote, throttle back and jump from a flying plane and be fine? Yeah. Experienced pilots say this is ridiculous. Yes. No pilot would think that's a, that's a thing. Yeah. So, you don't have to be a genius to be a pilot, but you do have to have some. <laughs> yes. You got to know something. Some you intelligence. Get, you got to know you don't want to jump out of a plane. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's and ever, that's your really. plan A. That Maybe he was just saying hurt. that to Felicity so that she would. That's more that's true. That's kind of what I think. Yeah. Actually, I though. think so too. He's just like, yeah, if I, 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 if, I if something goes wrong, I'm jumping. Yeah, but and if that's true, like, oh my gosh, if that's true, that means it kind of adds to the yeah, this question of why the hell did he have to fly yeah. that night? Yeah, so well, that's the, the next question: Why the hell did he have to fly that night? He gave why was it so important? Dudes are pretty stubborn. Yeah, I guess. Some people. What, but was it really to test this idea of of can we can I take off from this runway at night? No, that's it's. I don't think so. Yes, yeah, that so, sounds like yeah. a dumb. I had to make yeah. up a different reason. <laughs> I don't I fly a plane, and I know the answer to that question. <laughs> no, you can't because it's too dark. And it exactly. wouldn't have been the same if if you're going to open up a hotel with a runway that is yeah. for night flying. You would have lights. This thing didn't yeah. have lights, yeah. so it's exactly. not even the same thing. Mm -hmm. it, it's. I don't. Wanna, Completely poo-poo that. It's possible. He was kind of this, he was known as a risk taker. And it's possible he thought like, if I can do it with flashlights, then it's easy with actual real runway lights. So it's not completely was he absurd. to be cheap? Maybe he didn't want to have to pay for the lights. <laughs> uh, I, I also though. We'll it, just put Felicity out at the end of the runway yeah, with yeah. flashlights. No, That's why I've got Felicity. I just try not to fly at night. And if I need to, I'll send my bitch out there. <laughs> <laughs> and also the flight was illegal. He can get in trouble for that. Whoa. Yeah. See, all of these these risks seem like things an yeah. experienced pilot wouldn't take. I know it. Mm -hmm. Unless you're just, uh, beyond risk taking, you're irresponsible. Yeah. So. Which and, and why know. tell anyone? Yeah. Why, yeah. right? Yeah. If you're really going to, it's illegal, you want to test it, just go out there at 2 a.m., yeah. fly your plane up, they'll hear buzz, and they'll be back, and, and they'll be pissy when you got back, but at least they won't have... You know, they may, he, as far as he knew, they could have called the police as soon as he took off, or they could yeah. have stopped him and yeah. said, if you do that, we're going to call the police. Yeah. So why tell them? It's yeah. better to ask for forgiveness yes. than for, for, yep. yeah. for permission. That thing. He well, could just be, be incredibly arrogant and think, you know, yeah, I can talk people. myself out of it, you know. Lots of rich people. Yeah. They can just pay rich, their way but, out yeah. of any consequence. He, well, he did seem a little bit arrogant. Yeah. He's going to build an a hotel on an island. And well, he's a plane. Oh. He was part of the company, so he's, yeah. I, I don't know how wealthy he was. I'm sure he's well to do, and he did have some some financial backers. Another question: If he really was just going for this simple route, how the hell did he get that lost yeah. that quickly? Oh, I mean, literally. So turn, 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 well, back yeah. again. Dark, bad dark. weather. That's, I, I guess. I mean, yeah. But there are navigation yeah. techniques to account for that. Yeah. Yeah. Compasses. Well, you know how it, far um, and fast you're going? I don't know. You think He's a very experienced, par experienced exactly. pilot. They can that. make those kind of calculations in their head in the air. Lots of videos she watched of, lots. Um, uh, flying airplanes. What is <laughs> it? It's like I, IR <laughs> flying, IF flying or whatever. It's like instrument only flying. Oh. Where it's like, it's a certain level of like being a pilot that you, you need like a certain amount yeah. of training. It's yes. specific yeah. training and you need it for when you get in like bad weather. Right. Yeah, so I don't know like if he was that. high up. But he was so, very experienced with small planes. He'd been flying them for his entire happens, life. When that happens, it's almost. like, oh, you, bye, bitch. It's like, very, it goes bad very quickly. Yeah, they, maybe. They don't know how to fly a plane yeah. anymore. Do, do we know if he had any medical issues? He did not, as far as I know, no. Was he medical issues? No, he did not. <laughs> but some no. people think, okay, was it all, was he actually going to meet someone? 
Yeah, was he gay and running away? I don't, think that's, gay lover? I don't think that's the concern or the question. If so, who was he meeting? What could have necessitated this kind of a super secret meeting in, in dangerous conditions at night, in the dark, Drugs. With rain on the way? Ooh. Uh, that's what some people have said. We'll get to that in theories. Ah. The Scottish cartel. Well, I mean, opium, things happen. So yeah, it, why, if this meeting did require secrecy, why? And that mm-hmm. is one possibility. And so he potentially also lied about his, his little flight circuit too, right? For sure. Yeah. Yes, he that said would, yeah. that's what he was doing, but... And he could have been flying yeah. to, the, to the mainland or something. Mm-hmm. And he like probably knew that Miss Felicity wasn't yeah. able to... Going to be able to see all of his turns yeah. and shit. Then, it's dark. But, okay, yeah. but you, couldn't you make up a different it's flight pattern? Not say I'll be back in five minutes, knowing you're not going to be back anywhere near five well, minutes. One would think, but yeah, that's true. Because what if you're going to be back? Remember, they call the police within a half hour of his departure. What if you're going to be gone? An hour. Yeah. I mean, yeah the police yeah. are going to be waiting for you when you get back with the drugs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That seems odd. I'd say, yeah, I'll be gone for just an hour or so. Seriously. I'm going to do a big loop around the island or you'd something. Be, you'd tell them you, you make up some reason to be gone for the time you expect to be gone to go have this meeting. Yeah. 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 So now what about the lights on the runway? Those other lights. The Granger said, again, she was the only one there. and She would never change that story. So hmm. how, what, what did they see? Did, I mean, do we think she might have been in on it in some way? Because that's, that's a, a possibility. Another, was she lying? Was she? Did she know what he was doing out there and mm. kept the secret for all this time? And Seems they had a weird thing to lie about, though. Well, well unless well, unless she knew he was up to something nefarious. No, yeah, about other people being there. Oh no, 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 no. She she said there was no one else out there. Yeah. Other witnesses said there said they saw another set of lights, not I, her. So the I so the question is, that. why, why is she lie about it? She's lying about her criminal. She's saying it's a weird thing to lie about. Yes. Yeah, but if it's, a, it's not. If it's a, if it doesn't have to if be it's like nefarious. a known criminal, you know. Yeah, that's weird. I saw those lights out there too, or oh. huh, I just what? didn't notice. Oh. Being so that's adamant that question. it was only her. Well, what I if mean, what if the other lights light. were some kind of a meeting? What if what was those? He was meeting someone out there, that's and, they had, what I, and they had a flashlight yeah. with them. Yeah, that's why I brought it up, and she knew about it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. why. I I know that's that what I'm saying. I think she's more guilty. <laughs> I don't think she, she is. She can't even be like, no, oh, hey, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah I, I, honestly, else. I think most likely it was a mistake. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Second paralyzed. But it's a question. Yeah. It's, it's another one of the many, many puzzles. Mm-hmm. Spook. Obviously, the huge one is how did Gibbs' body get on the goddamn hillside yes. to be found four months later? Yeah. An area that was extensively searched already. Where had the body been? If it was hidden somehow, why did he hide a body for four months? And then if yeah. you are going to hide a body for four months, why in the hell would you put it back on mole a, yeah. a mile away yeah. from the hotel? You'd do yeah. anything else with it. I mean, yeah. unless you wanted want it people to, be to find found. out. But yeah. that's yeah. why. That's so you're, weird. You like creating chaos. You want to <laughs> see it in the newspaper yeah. and people talk about it. But it's only going to create more questions. And yeah. you, presumably you don't want that because they might find who you are. Maybe it's a, a message. Some people just like you to know? watch the world burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then how did Gibbs die? Was well, he, he said. Well, exposure? That was, that was literally hard. like, we don't know how. I guess it, yeah, he must true. have been on that hillside. The, the authorities, by the way, would always say, oh. yeah, he must have been on the hill the whole time. You, you guys don't know what you're doing. And so he died of exposure. So there's, there's no like... Test de- or something like definitive that? Definitive... Yeah signs on a body when it dies of exposure because so i guess it's not dehydration or starvation right you die before that yes kicks in for sure yes so that's weird yeah yeah i mean your heart heart just stops yeah it's not like there's depends on what the ultimate cause of death is like you know if it's like cardiac arrest 
Even because then. of like hypothermia, like I don't know if that's how you actually die. Right. I, I, I just think they would know. I haven't seen the, re- the actual report, but everything I've read about it almost indicates like that we don't know what else it could have been, so we say exposure. Yeah. It wasn't like uh, this mm-hmm. test proved exposure or something like that. Yeah, it's not like you open up a body and it's like gives you a little slip of paper. <laughs> I died of cold. You gotta like use detective work and inferences, you know? It's yeah, not, like what are the differences? I, a lot of things Your mother don't... is a little offended you thought that bodies had <laughs> slips of paper. Oh, no, no. Or I'm pe- just making sure she doesn't think that because like, <laughs> exactly. she apparently thinks you open exactly. up a body and it says hypothermia. Wow, now she's but really no. offended. No, I don't but think I, it's I that would, obvious for I most cases. I would think cases. there are signs like I mean, I don't know what happens when you die of exposure. Is it hypothermia? I mean, you can die yeah, of exposure when it's it is not same thing. Basically, kind of. so. yes, it de- yeah, yeah, exactly. It depends on what yeah. In this case, it would yeah. be hypothermia Hypoth- because yeah, exactly. he was outside at night. Yeah. On a cold very cold. Yeah. If you and if it was in the ocean, cold and wet. Yeah, yeah. So it's not like well, frostbite where yeah. ice forms yeah. in yeah. your yeah. tissues. That's my other question. Mm-hmm. How um, reliable are is there? Conclusion that he Ooh. was not ever in in salt water. Well, um, very likely, I ag- some people say yeah. that. Oh well, four months on the hillside of being rained on mm. would wash that all away. But, but experts think now we would be able to tell if there was because like microorganisms, things like that, and that you can water. tell if you were in salt if you were in salt water hmm. if you exposed in salt water for a while. Salt water is special. Yeah, there is everything. Everything I read again indicated that. They did the specific test for had this clothes and these boots put in the salt water, and they had not. Hmm. So, it, so was he murdered or something like that to, to have his body hidden for four months? If yeah. so, but then who, there was, but why? how did they murder him? Yeah, yeah. When? no toxicology yeah. report, yeah. No. shady drug mm. deal. Yeah, yeah. And if you're gonna get, if you're gonna murder somebody and get rid of the body again, last place on earth, you dump it in the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do anywhere but back on mole, where it's going to create so many more questions yeah. that you don't want asked because you are a murderer. And, and you know, I would say know he was dead. Yeah, if it was some big drug running ring thing, oh, yeah. it's, there somebody no would way. know something. Yeah. Rumors mm-hmm. would have come out, and there's never been rumors about like if it was a like sign, that. you know, or like a yeah, a, a, like a, a warning a yeah, to the next warning. guy. No, Honestly, exactly. even just multiple people aware of it and at this clandestine meeting that would get out and yeah. they'd hear rumors about uh, mm-hmm. law enforcement would hear rumors about that yeah. nothing like that yeah. deathbed confession or two probably a couple four or five of those mm-hmm. and then cellmate confession yeah. yeah then you ask why was the body so pristine any kind of crash again should yeah. have yeah. inflicted tremendous bodily damage it did not Trauma. a crash into the sea would have done the same and would have all show as we just talked about shown signs of, of exposure to seawater there was not that so a scratch on a leg that's it that's that makes weird. zero sense. Yeah. And no poisons, no internal Nothing injuries. Nothing like that at all. That's nope. so, so that leads me to believe maybe it was exposure. Or maybe a bit exposure, but how and why? So some people yeah, exactly. think, think maybe, how did he get separated from the plane? Maybe yeah. there was someone else out there. And, um, there kind of has to have and they And they separated him, point. someone else separated him from the plane mm-hmm. and then ditched the plane. Yeah. to be found possibly by George Foster, who yeah. Carrie hates, um, 11 years later. And but if so, again, or not. why, how? I mean, the it, plane could be in South America. That's Somebody could have taken South the America. plane I don't know why you back on South America. I, yeah. I feel really, that's, that's hurtful. But, far away. Okay, far away. People You're right. like to flee there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I apologize to South America. Yeah, that's a good thing. Y'all got nice environment. Uh, is that yeah. what you meant? Really? Is that what you meant? So the Nazis went to Argentina because the of the lungs. weather. Is that why? Is that what you're trying to imply? Ecuador. No. Um, Where they speak Ecuadorian. No extradition. 
Okay. He's All going right, right okay. for the Nazis, let's, guys. Let's stop about the SS. Uh, <laughs> it's not about you, Dean. But not still. about Argentina. <laughs> <laughs> what, and what about the discovery of the plane? Was it real? Was it? We don't know. We don't know. But that's another question. Yeah, there are a lot of facts in this story that yeah. may not be so factual. Uh, <laughs> I think all of them are factual. I, ex- I all of them? Except the, the discovery of the plane in 1986 is possibly not. He could have made a mistake or, or been lying, but otherwise, yeah. the the I mean, we're, we're citing facts, you know, the, the lack of injuries, all that kind of stuff. These are yeah, facts. that's true. That's but I mean. something yeah. has to be. There's something we're missing for sure. Yeah. Oh, almost certainly. Yeah, obvi- I mean, obviously, something's well, weird. Okay, here. then let's do theories. What happened? The most rational explanation is that there was some kind of a crash. Uh, well, as we've seen, though, that seems impossible given the state of the yeah. body. Yeah. Where it was found. How it got there, where it had been for four months if it wasn't on that hillside for four mm-hmm. months. Why was there so little decomposition and no scavenging and no weathering, no obvious weathering to the body? And, and how had it stayed out of sight for four months? Any kind of crash, whether on land or on sea, has to deal with that. A water crash is even worse because it, you have to you know, have this guy crashes in the water. Say he knew he had engine trouble. And he, and he goes down. He's trying to get as close to the, to the coast as possible. He's still going to be some distance away from the coast. As I mentioned, it was 7 degrees Celsius. He's mm-hmm. fully clothed, including his boots, because his body was found in that condition. Try to swim in a good conditions, fully clothed and with boots on. And it's incredibly hard, let yeah. alone in this cold water. And then you have to explain how he, got, he walked right past that road. If he was disoriented, how, how does he physically get up 400 feet over a right. rocky hillside? to lay down and die. And I mean, just those are rocky, let alone remember the cliff and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. There's just a crash landing that yeah. he survived in the water and got to the hillside is, is in yeah. my opinion, absurd. He didn't climb up the cliff. They Impossible. Be able to tell. Yeah. So there's a variation on this, is that one of the persons that has a, a, an article on this, he kind of has this theory. This theory is that Gibbs was, really was testing this kind of viability of a night takeoff. He cites like his son saying, my dad was a risk taker, which I, I still think so. The I idea like is that, that he's doing this night flying. He's going he's gonna to check and see if it's possible. He then almost immediately gets lost in the dark and he loses sight of the runway, which is critical. That's your anchor point for this circuit route. You need that. And it turns out the hotel turned out their lights because there are people watching this from inside, so they turn the hotel lights off so they can see him better outside. No. Oh my God. So it's possible that, now he, he was relying on the two bright flashlights to guide him, no. but maybe the lack of lights at the hotel could have further disoriented him. Well, of possibly. course it would. 100%. You know, he may have been relying on, I'll see the hotel Especially lights too, and he's you, like, what the fuck? I don't see any hotel yeah. lights. Just to know oh. what general direction to that's go. A, that's exactly. a big old loopsie hotel. People. <laughs> <laughs> Turn off the lights. I want to see what he does. This theory goes like this. Okay, so he got into the air. He loses the, the runway. So his, his reaction is to fly across the Mole Sound to the town of Oban on the mainland where he's going to sort of orient himself with some lights. There's some town city lights kind of a thing. Yeah. There is a report from that night of a wedding reception that was letting out about sometime after 9.30 that night that he disappeared, and they heard the buzz of a plane flying pretty low. That, pretty low. There's, there's at least that, a report of that after the fact. He, and so this yeah. theory says that was him. He was flying over Owen. But then, then he does what? Yeah, exactly. The only, there's no good answer, but the, the answer for this theory is that he then said, you know, 
I'll fly back to Mole and try to make it back to Mole. Here's a great question for this theory, though. Why is he not radioing for help every yeah. 10 seconds? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's within radio reach of the hotel and Mole. He's within radio reach of Oban and Scotland. He'd be on the radio nonstop. You have to make it so he's, in this theory to be true, his radio must have just conked out, yeah. which is yeah. incredibly convenient. Huh. And still, you're really going to head across to Oban? That's your answer? No. There's no. It's not like there's a, he's, no, knows, he's going to know where to land when he gets there. Well, yeah. why wouldn't he? Isn't that where he took off from? That's where he took off from, but nothing I read said that there was like a lit airfield. It's almost 10 o'clock at night. Oh, so it's a daytime only deal too? I don't know if it's a daytime only deal, but, it, but it's not necessarily true that it'd be like ready for him to land or he'd know where to land. It's yeah, just that this idea is that he'd go to Oban and, and Orient and then he, he couldn't yeah. for whatever reason. And you so he turns to back to Mole. To exactly. Yeah. If yeah. it's not already are. planned, you can't just go, I'm landing now. No, no. Yeah, no, I understand that. But. Yeah. Or even know exactly. But that could have been his plan. Potentially. I'll go land there. This is, again, this is literally one person's theory. So he goes back to Mole. He heads back to Mole, and he realizes maybe he has mechanical failure or something like that. Or those assholes didn't turn the lights back on. He has two more hours of (laughs) flight fuel, by the way. Oh. Uh Two more hours of flight fuel. So, but this this theory has him ditching the plane in the water and then somehow climbing out, getting over the cliff, passing over the road because he's disoriented and dying on the hillside. Which I think, all and respect, somehow never being seen, and some and not being seen for four months. Yeah, Invisible all respect, club. but this is, I think, this is right, ludic- ludicrous. It's you know? crazy. Why yeah. would you not stay aloft for two hours until you find something yeah. you're sure you is that would. runway? Yeah. Why would you not be radioing? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like I said, even if your radio went out, you would fly. You would stay up there. The last thing you do would be ditch the plane. Yeah. Until you're out of fuel. Um, and again, we have, like you said, the uninjured body, the invisible body, all that thing goes along with yeah. this. So I, I think that. Uh, theory is kind of just, you know, nice try, but no. Then you get back to the bailout, right? He did say to Felicity that he was going to bail out if he got into trouble, which no matter how ludicrous that is, he at least said that. So again, same thing though. Uh, flying low of the island is a suicide flight yeah. in the dark like that on that kind of an island. The body is uninjured. This person who wrote that article I just mentioned said, oh, there has been instances where people have jumped from low-flying planes and not been that badly injured, but I, I'm going to need receipts on that. But then where does the that. plane go? Yeah. Well, in this case, I guess the plane, if you, ba- if you believe the bailout theory, the plane then just goes into the water, and that was the Cessna that George Foster found. It was there. It's just a little bit uh, off the island there. Um, mm-hmm. So, and you, and you can't have a parachute with this, though, because there's no sign of a parachute. Yeah. So it yeah. had to be literally a, I'm going to jump out now. Yeah. Over this, yeah. but he doesn't field, scuff up his boots or nope. get you know or get yeah, injured in any way, shape, or form. One cut yeah. on the leg, yeah. And then Lucky. again, and and again, his body is rendered invisible for four months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So another theory is that Gibbs was murdered, and that somehow you know those other people put his body there. That whoever murdered him put his body there. But murdered by oh, that's what means we don't know. No, again, no, there was no poison, anything like There's that. Signs of that, yeah. You think, he, I mean, did they disable him and leave him out to freeze to death? But then... If so, you think the talks would have picked something up? It's not impossible to miss something. Or yeah. they conk him in the head. Yeah. You could, well, no, no, they would have found that. They would have found injury. that, too. Yeah. yeah. So, and if he was dropped from the plane, whether there'd be alive injuries. or not, there'd yeah. be something There'd like have that. to be injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But still, there's this theory that he got involved with some bad people and it cost him his life. Yeah. I mean, um, honestly, yeah, with all these confounding mysteries, you kind of have to 
think there's somebody out there hiding something. You know, there was there was a report. The witnesses watching from the hotel said that he was warming up the plane for an oddly long yeah. time. And so some people theorized that he was waiting for someone. Uh. So remember, Granger is at the other end. She can't really see him. Someone, maybe it's that second pair of, of light. Something got into the plane with him. So he wasn't up there by himself. Yeah. Hmm. And that's, and you know, overpowered oh. him, threw him out, oh, something boo-boo. like that. Mm-hmm. Right? But again, all those that's things we just said that make that very nonsensical still apply. Yeah. Right. He still has injuries. He still is, his body is still visible. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, that, that's weird too. The only thing suggesting that is that he warmed up for a while. Oh, right. Come on, man. Yeah. He's, just, he's just being sure about the, the engine's warm. So, yeah. So much of this weirdness remains. There's also the idea that he's some kind of a weird clandestine thing. People have, have attached it to like, Irish, you know, terrorist or to drug dealers or anything like that. Or, or maybe he was hiding from someone and he was faking his own death, some people say. But if so, he was very convenient. He, he did die yeah. then yeah. And, and hide his hide himself he for four months on, on the hillside. Yeah. Somewhere along the way. You have the locked door of the planes if he did crash of how he maybe, got out. Maybe not. Yeah, that's maybe true. Not. That's true. That's true. Mama hates George as we know. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just questioning. I'm questioning it all. <laughs> so what are your shots in the dark? I don't peoples? have any. Yeah. What's your best guess? Be- I mean, bailout Girl. crash, land crash. No. Sea no. crash. No. No. As we no crash. Murder. No crash. Baby, Separation. He went the opposite direction. We thought he was gonna go and. What? No, because they found his body. Never mind. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> you, think, you, you think he's still in Argentina? Not it was a dummy. It was I a have absolutely no body. clue. Yeah. And no um, way of knowing. Yeah. Yeah. I have no. That's why I wanted to do this. I have yeah. absolutely no rational answer for it. Not even a, like, hey, you know what? It was probably XYZ. I, I have no clue what happened. Yeah. I can't think of a scenario that fits all the facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me neither. It had to be complete fiction, pretty much. Like, yeah. full. Right. I mean, we could make up something yeah, really James wacky Bond. and weird, but wacky and weird. Yeah, I mean, something has to get him separate from that plane. It doesn't make sense. Something has sense. to get him on that hillside outside after being dead yeah. for four months, body hidden. That's to me, that's a starting point. Someone had to have yes. been. Someone, somebody else is involved. Ding dong. Someone's hiding the body, presumably then, on ice for four months. Well, I don't know why you pl- say that. Why? There's because, little decomposition. And he was no. But they so, said. Then, if little decomposition, then how could they say, yeah, he died about four months ago? What are There's they basing that on? Some decomposition. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the exact answer for that. But they, you know, forensic science, they do yeah. things yeah, because it's the condition of his body is consistent with somebody who died four months ago. Yeah, so, I, there in, might be other, other telltale conditions. signs besides yeah. rot and decomposition. I, I, I don't agree. know. I don't yeah. know. Compounds. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe okay. Probably, okay. Yeah, fine. Let's date. let's throw out the decomposition. It's not on ice. Yeah. It still means someone had to hide the body for four exactly. months. Yeah. And then he died from exposure. Somebody knows. Four something. months ago. Somebody knows something. Too. And it's not outside. We know it wasn't outside because it would have been eight up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So why? How? Yeah. How does that happen? Because hmm. that that's to me that's if you're going to theorize that's the starting point. You have yeah. to have the body not be on that hillside for four months and be dead yeah. for that entire time and they'd be placed there mm-hmm. four months later for, which to me says it was someone on the island and someone who couldn't leave the island with the body. So something like that. Yeah. Was it ever snowy? Like 
I don't, is it possible I was he was covered by too. a thick blanket of snow and then it I, melted? No, you know, the locals would know that. Yeah, they oh, would this know, was uh, covered in snow. Yeah, yeah that's true. From January yeah. to yeah, right. yeah, they would. You know, they March thirty first. But they all so, said I've been yeah. by there many times over these four months and mm-hmm. I've never seen that body. I thought the same thing at the time, but so yeah, I don't think it was snow. It, like I said, it was end of January. And it was sleeting on that. And that Sleet. Was, oh yeah, that's true. Ooh, which means it was near freezing, but not freezing. So yeah, I can't beyond that. I think it had something to do. I think someone else was involved, and I think someone hid that body for four months. And I think someone put that body back on that hillside to be discovered. Agree. Four months later is the, is the mm-hmm. what happened before that and led to that. Not a clue. Yeah, and I kind of do think those other flashlights might have been. It's possible. Something. Yeah. For what it's worth, the official inquiry ended with this. It's kind of a guess that Gibbs had indeed ditched the plane in the water. They felt that he had ditched the plane in the water. I guess they took a lot of... No, no, I'm sorry. This is, this is at the time. They came to this conclusion before the plane was possibly found 11 oh. years later. And they thought that maybe he had um, died of exposure and that the, the wa- I guess, rain washed away signs of microorganisms that he had been in right. the ocean yeah. and that he had indeed climbed ashore, bypassed that road back to the hotel, climbed to the top of the hill, and then lie down to die. And then mm-hmm. just everybody missed it because we're smarter than you. So all you people there who say you would have seen it in four months, you, you're, you're yeah. done. It, case closed. Yeah. That was kind of their final determination. I think that's... The I mean, if it was one guy who was supposed to search yeah. that area and maybe he decided, yeah. you know, I'm too tired and he didn't, but... Yeah, because it was not multiple, multiple people. people. It was searched and yeah. people walked, walked yeah. by it multiple yeah. times. The, it's not the, on the outskirts. The yeah. procurator fiscal, Graham Pagan, he summed up his findings with, quote, this inquiry has taken some mystery out, but until the plane is found, then the mystery will remain. I would argue that He's full of shit even the first point. His, their, their official report doesn't take any of the mystery out whatsoever. Yeah. They don't have any idea what happened, and neither do we. But also, what's his name? Grand Pagan? Graham, Graham Pagan. You have a problem with that, Kerry? Pagan? P-A-G-A-N? He's the Procurator Fiscal. Kerry's a Scottish. I love that name. It's a great name. It is a good So name. is Procurator Fiscal, as a matter of fact. Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah. both good names, Graham. Good choice. That sounds like names. Procreator when you say it real fast. <laughs> it does. <laughs> procurator. No, very, very different uh, uh, official. That is the story of the huh. Great Mole Air Mystery, which Great. remains a mystery. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to remain a mystery for the rest yeah. of the time. Yeah, probably, like most yeah. mysteries. You know, enough time has passed. Somebody could talk. You uh, know, if they're not dead already. If your dead. granddad left his journals yeah. and he talked about it. or Well, if it was someone, if there is someone else involved, like I think there would be, it could yeah. literally be one person. So yeah. yeah. You don't talk. The dead don't tell tales or something like that. I don't know. Dead men tell no tales. It's in parts of the Caribbean. No That's it. That's it. That was, that was uncanny, by the way. That was good. I've been on the ride. It's real. So that's the story. What you think? Hmm. Did you like it? I knew Enjoy it a little it? bit, but I didn't know all those details. Yeah. that's the, Honestly, the details really make this story. Because I mean, oh, yeah. every new detail Do makes it weirder and weirder. <laughs> and, and you know what? And more unanswerable, too. That's what's great yeah. about yes. the details. It's like, well, that didn't help. Like, like honestly, the body is found. Great. No, it makes it much more mysterious. Yeah, and yeah. then the plane is supposedly found. And that still doesn't help at all because it looks like it's a water landing. But it sure seems like there could not have been a yeah. water crash. So, yeah. Weird. Very yeah. strange. Thanks, guys. Yep. That, that's Thanks for listening. Why you're hearing it on Weird World. That's why. That's exactly weird. why. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Thanks for listening. For Tell them stuff or no? I don't. No, we don't do that anymore. All right. All Where right. have you been? Cool. Right. So do. We're, we're podcast <laughs> dots things and stuff. Rate, like that. review, and subscribe. Do that. Yep. All right. Bye. 
Only if it only if it's a good review. That's true. Yeah. Our hearts can't take the bad ones. Okay. Let's end on that. All right. Bye. Good night. I mean goodbye.